All right. Buttons are pushed. Almost. There we go. Good morning, all of you that are within the shockingly wide, crazed size of my combat radio signal, 100,000 watts. That's hard to fathom what that actually means. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And I've got three podcasts available for you, in addition to everything else that we've got here at WORD. Right there on the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. Now, I said earlier that I was a little worried, and I'll tell you why I'm worried. I'm worried because there's a lot of delusional, not really forward-thinking people in the United States. And I really hope that we don't see a situation where we find ourselves stepping over them. You see, the left, when you look at the left and Islam, you see sort of the same things. They have one common thing. They don't care about the people that are are not like them, that are against them. So they don't mind seeing you raped and murdered. And they've also left the doors open so that more murderers can come across the border. Now, half the third world is waltzing across the southern border. How do you think this is going to end? Now, we had the day of jihad, which was sort of a fizzle here in the United States. But I wonder how many of you guys slammed in a mag hoping that some mutant was going to, he was going to choose your small town. <laughs> but you understand it's only a matter of time, right? It's only a matter of time. Because we've allowed millions of these military-age males to come in unvetted into the country. Many from bizarre hellholes who just hate us. And there is a non-zero chance that some of them are part of sleeper cells waiting for a signal to murder people here. Now, I'm just a talker. I'm a talker with a military background. I do a lot of things that I talk about as far as on the firearm side of it, as far as on the patriotic side of it. I, I align myself with veterans. I align myself with law enforcement. And I understand exactly how things work. So you can ignore what I say if you want to. But I, it's not something I would just wholeheartedly advise because all I'm doing is I'm trying to put something in front of you that you understand. And put aside that it has happened before. It happened with 9-11. It happened with San Bernardino. It happened with the Pulse nightclub. And we don't know for sure, but there was something about Las Vegas that bothers me to a degree because they never got to the bottom of that one, right? And that never happened because the FBI was too busy arresting scary grandmas for praying outside of abortion clinics to figure out what the hell happened there. When asked about the borders, national security, former national security advisor Robert O'Brien said the border is open. Thousands of military-age males from adversary, adversary nations entered the United States without women or children every day. And suppose one-tenth of one percent of the millions of people who have crossed into America illegally over the past three years have malign intentions against that country. If that is the case, 
we have a serious national security problem. And Mr. O'Brien is a serious guy, and he's worried. So we should be paying attention. And that's a simple fact that we've got going on right there. Right now, if they wanted to, the cartels could smuggle Winnebago's across the border. They could do that. And it happens every day. They smuggle people, drugs, weapons, whatever they want. And, you know, while we sit back and say, well, we, we the Republicans need to get a hold of, uh, of, the Republicans aren't actually in charge of much at all. So it falls then to the elite who have charge of everything, and they have a legacy of failure over the past few decades. And, uh, you know, this is going to cost us a lot of dead Americans for no other reason other than complacency. The elite actually supports the enemies. Like Black Lives Matter, who also actively celebrates the murder of innocents. They've received, it's that's a big grift. You know, they got it from all kinds of mainstream corporations. We had p- various people around here taking a knee to them, didn't we? Didn't we? We were all guilted into that, right? And it's a grift. On our allegedly prestigious university campuses, you have a bunch of sophomore psychopaths who cheer on the rape and murder of innocent people because of decolonization. And in the interim, in the interim, they're doing everything they can in their in their possible power to get you to voluntarily neuter yourself so you can't respond to anything. And the ruling class has decided to take this risk, and oh, it is a risk. Because like I said, this is like getting, a, you know, infecting a few hyenas with, uh, you know, rabies and then saying, I'm going to teach them some tricks. Because if you're going to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs. Except you're the egg. Your family's the eggs. When the jihad cretins go on a killing spree, they're not going to attack a college campus. They're going to attack where the normal patriotic people are. Like a church, or a ball game, or a shopping mall, or a movie theater. Or fall for Greenville. Or other places where you and your kids are. Because they want to murder you. Your death is a fringe benefit. They believe there's political gain doing it if they spill enough American blood. Now, remember Car- Garland, Texas. <clears throat> Garland, Texas, where they had the, uh, they had the uh, cartoon thing going on, where a couple of uh, Islamists decided to show up there, and a, a Texas traffic cop engaged them with a handgun and killed them both before they could get out of their vehicle. So, yes, we have it. In- and here's what I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> We should not lock down. We should lock down the border, but you should go about your life. That's the whole goal of terrorism, to change the way you go about your life. But you should go about your life aware. Get your head out of your phone. If you don't want to be like me, I get it. I understand it. I'm being told on the text line I'm fake news. Oh, yeah. There we are. Anyway, um... If you don't want to be like me, I get it, but at least take your head out of the phone and be aware of what's going on around you. That will go a long way. You know, how do you think, what do you think the precursor was to 9-11? 
You've had a bunch of Arabs. They were allowed to come into the country. They learned how to fly a plane without landing it. Then they hijacked four planes. And they flew them into major buildings. Isn't that a nutty thing to say could happen except it has happened? Now, if the FBI were to actually focus on this in the same vein that they focus on the people taking selfies on the rotunda, uh, we might actually get somewhere. So, just remember this. You can do what you want to do. You can believe what you want to believe. Your security is your problem. Simple. Very simple. There's a reason I align with the people I align with here locally. Because I've got ways for you to go fix this. You can't rely on the police. You can't rely on the army. You can't call Spider-Man. It's all up to you. And listen, go back and look at the video of the 1992 LA riots. If you want to see how fast things can happen, go check it out. Now I'm being told I suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually speaking to me. I do, you know, I invest in precious metals. I, I invest in brass and lead. And, you know, I can go through, if it never happens, I will simply have gone through life prepared for trouble. That's it. That's all that will have happened. Just in the same vein that I buy a you know, bark a lounger and sit in and that kind of stuff. So, that's your object lesson for the day. Coming up next, you've seen all this nonsense going on in Clemson about all of these, uh, the tampon dispensers in the men's rooms. That's such a major issue, isn't it? Joining me next is going to be a uh, member of the board of visitors at Clemson. His name is Dr. Gene Garris. He's my chiropractor. He's a radio guy. And he's a Clemson graduate, so let's get a little insight as to what's going on there and what they what they what they're looking at. This is News Talk ninety eight nine WORD. All right. When I, when I have the time, I go down to Columbia and I get hooked up to a TENS unit. And while I'm doing it, my chiropractor and I sit there and we talk politics because my chiropractor is a radio guy. He's also a, uh, he's also a member of the Board of Visitors at Clemson University. Joining me now is Dr. Gene Garris. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. So in Clemson, now you're a graduate of Clemson. You have a daughter at Clemson. Right. You're a former member right. of the Clemson Republican club or whatever that is. Yeah, I was chairman of the College Republicans many moons ago. Many moons ago. And now, apparently it's a big deal that at the Cooper Library um, in, the, in the men's room, they had tampon dispensers and they were taken out, and now that's a major issue. Well, it's a, it's a crazy thing, and if you just do a, a little bit of research into it, you'll find out that the U.K.'s Daily Mail which is the largest circulating newspaper in the United Kingdom, 
they've done a story on it. And, uh, you know, uh, New York Post has done a story on it and a whole panoply of other um, newspapers and media outlets have done a story on it, basically on something that's sort of iffy. So I was actually up there uh, when in the sort of close to the time frame that this happened and I couldn't figure out what the truth was. Did the university put these, uh, install these tampon uh, dispensing machines in the men's restroom of the Cooper Library, or did an individual do it, or what exactly was going on? And then the removal came the same way. So I heard stories that the uh, machines were vandalized, and then they were formally removed. So I'm not completely... Uh, uh, locked into what the facts are, but it's uh, it's got legs. People are talking about it. Well, I mean, it, it puts in mind like you have this clandestine maintenance team that goes out. They're all ninjaed up and they're installing things, <laughs> and then then they look around and this isn't going good. So then they pull them back out, and um, you know, uh, this is this is are, is CRT a thing at Clemson? Well. I think it's pretty much everywhere, and DEI, even though all, know, all, all those little all those little acronyms are they things that well, DEI in? DEI is one of those things that's everywhere too, and you know Clemson is our premier R one research university in the state, and full of great people, wonderful uh, professors and staff, and uh, you know cream of the crop of uh, South Carolina students too, um, but you know education. Uh, falls into the same trap. So something that happens uh, in the Northeast will frequently come uh, south. Stuff that happens on the West Coast five years ago, uh, you can expect it to make a, make an appearance uh, um, in South Carolina too. So those those things do exist, but they're they're people that uh, putting a blanket on things that uh, you know that you say, okay, well, that seems ridiculous. Well, there are other people uh, in the administration of uh, not just the universities, but in our legislature that say, hey, that's that's too much. So uh, uh, the, the, the protesters, the trans community, are, is there is there a, a, uh, a epidemic of trans attacks going on at Clemson that just isn't making the news? Well, I, it, well, I don't think so, uh, because I would think that those reports would be very high in the news. You know, we yeah. don't want any any tiger of any stripe, I meaning, honestly, we don't want anybody uh, to be oppressed, anybody to be uh, uh, threatened. We don't want, you know, as, speaking for myself, I don't want anybody hurt. Right. Uh, I don't want anybody to uh, lose out on this wonderful, great experience uh, being at Clemson University. Um, but uh, the, I think we would have heard more of those things. Uh, and even in the media reports, they said there were 50 protesters, but all the photographs show six so you know it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to make a decision about how real is this and and i understand it you know the uh, high schools and some middle schools will provide toiletries for kids just to pick up because you know even in our state um there are a lot of people that uh, and especially on the feminine hygiene product side there are a lot of people that maybe don't have home access uh, to these things. And I get it. That makes sense. But do, uh, and, do and young men need it? Do, do young men need <laughs> no, access to Of course to not. Of course not. Um, are, but, they putting, you know, are, they putting, uh, are they putting condom dispensers in the girls' rooms? 
No, no, I, I, I doubt that. But okay. that would not be a, an irresponsible thing. Uh, you know, you can make a good public health argument. Uh, Dear for God, I just thought about what I just said. What it meant. I, women. Now, but, they, you know, so, to your point about being oppressed, though, the, this group wants to see the Clemson Republicans eradicated, don't they? They want to oppress right. them. They want to punish them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what are they uh, making a claim for? Oh, uh, we supported something, you know. If you're the 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 um, the trans uh, group, uh, we support something, and this other group does not support uh, something. I mean, if if what's the cause of action there? There's nothing there, um, and I think you would expect the more conservative voices to say, "Hey, that's, that 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 doesn't work. That's not how these things work." You know, the the goal of a uh, university um, is uh, truth, and this is an aberration of the truth. Now, I get it. If you wanted to uh, put a whole host of all sorts of different kinds of machines in a public hallway, um, but, you know, I, I have a feeling without knowledge on this, I have a feeling uh, that this was done as a political thing, and the response was, um, hey, we don't want to do that. Yeah. And that I mean, seems reasonable. Yeah. I, I guess that was under the supposition that trans men, which I don't hear too much about that. I don't hear about the trans men wanting to step up and get on the football team or, you know, have that other stuff. But I guess maybe they want women's hygiene products in the men's room besides that. But uh, will this be something well, I mean, that... Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to get scatological or too... Um, um, too close to this, but if you are in the male restroom, what would you be doing with these specific feminine hygiene projects? Well, they're really good for bleeding if you have a wound. I mean, well, yeah, they're part. So, they're uh, part of people use in. them. They're people throw them in there with the trauma kits. I mean, they have. They do have it, but I mean, I wouldn't think I would be seeking my medical attention in the men's room. Right, but if you're hunting on the weekends, you know that might save you a trip to the Walmart. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some quick clot and uh, um, uh, unique uh, um, bandage with a applicator, there might be use for that. But yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, that's that just not where we are as a state. Anyway. That's you have a daughter that goes there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, again, now, and, and I what are her thought? That, that, what What has she said about that? Before I run out of time, what has she said about it? You won't believe it, but no, she hasn't mentioned it at all. So, except for the people so, that got, except for the six that uh, the six that are actually fifty, or the fifty that are actually six, it's not really that big of a movement. But it was big enough I, I for the for the so. ninja clandestine maintenance team to get in there and put up those put those the candy machine team. put put the candy machines in the men's room, then. and then somebody came and. Uh, uninstalled them and then stacked them quite nicely from the pictures i saw it's a, it's quite the mystery so it, well i mean uh, if if it was a uh, if it was, uh but uh <laughs> th this is a serious thing and again remember uh, uh here we have this rock star uh r1 research university and we're being portrayed in uh the united kingdom uh and in newspapers all across uh the country and now that bill frady has picked it up all these everybody will know about it um <laughs> well listen listen I'm, I'm about to run out of time gene so uh listen thanks for i, I called gene right before the show to see if he was available and 
Uh, what's the What's the name of your radio show? You do a radio show. What is Good, it? Goodness, it's uh, America's radio show on WQXL in Columbia, South Carolina. For all our great uh, Greenville people, uh, you can jump out to www.makethepointradio.com. Listen to Gene. Gene is out there. He just he just bangs on it all day long. Thank you for joining me today, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I, I suspected that about this whole thing with these guys. I suspected that there was not that big of a movement there. Did you suspect that? I don't know. But anyway. Right now, the American automakers are out there. They have really high hopes for the electric vehicles. The only problem is that you are not cooperating by buying them. You bad consumers, you. We'll be right back. The electronic vehicle has run into this thing that, you know, most people did not expect. They didn't expect this. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Their push to boost these sales, and this, this is all coming from the manufacturers. Everybody's making an electric car now. Some of them are really quite stunning to look at as far as their design. And sales rose 51% this year through September. But... It is slowed. It, it was it was still better last year, and now there's beginning to be a bunch of unsold inventory, like with the Ford F one fifty or with Toyota. Now Toyota is going to get away from electric vehicles and go more to hybrids, and see a hybrid vehicle. Now we're talking now for me. I I would be very interested in a hybrid vehicle. But that first wave of buyers that came through there that were all in, this is all about the new tech. These are the same people that would go out and get the latest iPhone and the latest laptop and the you know, the latest gadget out there. They wanted the latest car and it does all these cool things and you know, all this other stuff, and they drive themselves and they're coming to pick you up and all this other stuff. The group buying cars now is a little more hesitant. And there's a barrage of new electronic vehicle models that are expected to hit dealerships in the coming years. And, well, according to Ford, the curve isn't accelerating as quickly as a lot of people expected. It's beginning to flatten, in fact, you know, they flattened the curve. Now, last year, they found themselves caught off guard by long waiting lists for the battery-powered cars and trucks. But it's also a... You know, they've also plowed billions of dollars into building factories and battery plants to support what they hoped would be a strong demand. But the people have gone out and bought them, and they've got them now, the ones that actually wanted them. And the auto industry's pivot is accelerated, prodded by Tesla's meteoric rise and tougher regulations globally on tailpipe pollutants. But, you know, they can ban gas cars and everything else, and there's still going to be gas cars. The internal combustion engine is not going anywhere. Fossil fuel is not going anywhere. Now, right now, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's still a, uh, you know, there's still a, is there still a, uh, 
Auto worker strike going on? See, I'm not interested in really making the switch. When my Ford F-150 calls it a day, I would probably, if I'm going to go with anything new, it would be a hybrid. Right now, the market share of EVs is about 9% over the past several months. And the car makers are reacting to this by cutting prices and offering discounts. Now, Ford had plans to to uh, uh, produce 600,000 electric vehicles annually by the end of this year. Now, they pushed that to late 2024. And now, they're actually considering canceling a shift to factory production for their F-150 Lightning. Even Tesla has had to cut prices. Now, the average price paid for a battery-powered vehicle is $50,683 compared with $65,000 during the last period or the same period last year. A lot of people are not going to uh, be interested in something like that that we know has a limited shelf life. With a internal combustion engine car, if you treat it right, if you maintain it the right way, it'll last a very long time. We're just talking oil changes, and you know, and an oil change is not what it used to be. You know, it's not drop the drop the bolt out and drain the oil and pour more new oil in. Nowadays, they're checking everything. They're rotating your tires. They're checking your hoses. They're checking all of your major fluid levels. Uh, the main things that kill a car, like transmissions and motors, they are. You know, if you do some regular maintenance on the car, they will last a very long time. Um, right now, consumers are not knocking the doors out of the way to try to buy these electric cars. And, you know, I see some of these things like the, the Chevrolet, or not the Chevrolet, excuse me, the Mustang, the, the, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, the hatchback Mustang. Okay. Um, I guess that's a like a marketing ploy to say, well, this is the, this is how the Mustang would be in the future. And in the meantime, you still got these Mustangs out there that are normally aspirated, and they're just out there just mean. Those are just mean cars, aren't they? Just muscle cars to their core. Hyundai, Kia, and Volkswagen have got a bunch of cars sitting around, too. So... Everybody's trying to say all of the all of the dealers are trying to say, well, this is a short term fluctuation, but we'll see. Because I think the the first wave of people that wanted to buy them is all that's really interested in buying these things because they're. Let's put this into perspective, okay? Um, my vehicle will go on a highway. It'll probably go about close to five hundred miles on a tank of gas, right? So if I'm going to Texas, that's three tanks of gas. That means, and it takes about, let's give it seven minutes to fill up a tank of gas when I'm stopping. So every time I stop, I'm spending seven minutes, and then I'm right back on the road. I have to wait for a pump, but I don't have to go to where the pumps are because the pumps are everywhere. The electronic vehicle, the whole idea that this is going to be a thing, there's no infrastructure for them. Right there's, yeah, Bill. There's charges all over. You just got to know where to look. Yeah, I know. I know. You just got to know where to look. Are the chargers? Do they work for every car? Do you have to have an adapter every time you go to a different place? I don't have to do that. All the gas pumps are the same. 
it's going to be it's going to be a long time before that becomes a thing. Plus, uh, you know, we're we're lucky here. We we have a fairly moderate, you know, climate around here, so it's not going to get really cold to where it just kills the battery. But hey, that's a, that's 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 interesting. Nobody looks at that stuff. They don't look at the other stuff either. Like what happens if you're in an emergency, have to do an emergency uh, evacuation, like say in Florida, where it might get inundated with both uh, salt water or just run dry while you're trying to get away. It's got a lot of issues. It's not good. It's not a thing yet. I don't know what's going to make it a thing. Have you ever heard of Lake City? I'm going to tell you about Lake City. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Lake City. Some of you know what that is. Some of you don't. This is a this is a story of mismanagement. Now, okay, this is a story of mismanagement. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. So here we are with the COVID pandemic. We had a run on everything. We had panic buying. You should never panic buy. Because when you panic buy, you create shortages where there really wasn't one to begin with. That's how you create a shortage when you're the consumer. When you're not the consumer, then sometimes the government creates a shortage. Now, because of the way we've been giving Ukraine everything, we've been giving them money, we've been giving them ordinance, uh, Lake City, which is actually run by a company called Winchester, they make 5.56 ammunition. They have canceled contracts to all of their civilian partners because, well, they didn't tell what the need is, but it's probably going to be either something having to do with our military or somebody else's military, which might be Israel, because they also use 5.56. Lake City is responsible for 30% of the 5.56 ammunition sold in the country. Now, the reason any of these any of these gun companies, for example, the reason they actually are able to stay in business is not because of government contracts, because they are they are limited and they are fleeting. Just ask Colt how that works out. When you base all of your business on a government contract one day, you're going to lose the contract. And then what have you got? I mean, Colt is not even Colt anymore. So. Right now, uh, you know, is it? There's going to be a lot of conjecture over why this happened. It's going to be something about, it'll probably have something to do with, uh, well, they're trying to take this or take that. We have, <clears throat> I would imagine in the United States among the civilian gun owners, we have billions of rounds of ammo, right? But Winchester is not commenting on this. And... The White House has issued a non-denial denial. denial. (laughs) And uh, 50 members of Congress have issued a call for them to walk back this policy, which they can do it simply by telling Lake City, okay, go ahead and hire more people. That's how that works. It's not a question of, it's not a question of components. It's not a question of... uh, 
people. It's not a question of capacity. They just have to increase their capacity if they are going to have some sort of a military need. Which is also tells me that the military is not moving away from 556 no matter how much they get out there and say, we're going to have a new battle rifle. That's right. Somebody out there knows what's going on. Colt is owned by CZ, who's now owned by Vista Products. But right now, while well, you know, there, there's also the distributor supplies that are beginning to be drained. And don't take this as a shortage. This is a reduction, and it has while they're while they're in the middle of this, this is not a done deal yet. So do not panic. What Lake City does is they build, they make more than they need, and then they sell it off to the civilian market. And that's how all of these places stay in business. Every time they get out there, and you heard all about the modular handgun thing that was happening in the military. Well, when that happened, everybody stepped up, and everybody made a new gun. And one gun got picked, and everybody else who made a new gun offered that gun to me and you. And that's how they stay in business. This is how they do the uh, the research and development. They get out there, and uh, when the military says, well, we'd like to have this, this, and this, they try to make it. And then if you're like SIG and you get the contract, well, now you have both a robust civilian market and you have a captured military market. And on the other hand, if you're like Glock, who made the 19 X-Ray, then you have the 19 X-Ray and the, what they call the, the black gut version of it, which is the Glock 45, which is what I carry. And, uh, you know, all of this may simply be an anticipation to what the U.S. military may need in the future. I don't know what they're actually pushing out in the Ukraine. I don't know which weapon they're using. It's probably an AK variant. I don't know if it's a 12 or the 102 or what it is. Uh, I doubt it's the AK-47 because not many of them see any military use nowadays. But this is, it's either, this is government, once again, this is either they're mismanaging or being nefarious. And both has the same, it's the same thing. And we keep voting for this. Why do we keep voting for this? So, you know, while I sit here, you know, looking at all this stuff, like the, the, the electric car, the electric car is meant to get you out of a car. Do you understand that? It's meant to get you out of a car. <laughs> it's not meant to make things better for you. It's meant to get you out of a car. Because if we could go to all electric cars, not everybody can afford them. And then fewer people have cars. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And then Klaus Schwab is on the, at the Macy Day Parade where Santa Claus is supposed to be staring down benevolently at you, saying to you, Merry Christmas, America. Here are your crickets. You don't need a car. Go live in the line. You'll have nothing. You'll own nothing. And you'll enjoy it. I got news for you, Klaus. I understand the way life works. I don't get to take anything with me anyway, so I'm already there. But you don't get to take the stuff I got. And with that, I bid you adieu. I will talk to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.